Trey. Thank you for joining us. We are closing in on Thanksgiving. Lots of interesting things happening politically, culturally, sports-wise, otherwise. I'm sure I've left some genres out there. But uh, thank you for your questions. And with that, I am very optimistic, hopeful that Mary Langston is also on this call. She is the keeper of the questions. She's the one that decides what I should be asked and whether or not I need legal representation when I'm being asked. (laughs) Well, no legal representation needed today. We have a lot of great questions, Trey, and we appreciate you all for sending us your questions. How are you, Trey? I'm doing great, Mary Langston. It's it's the middle of November. I'm Mm -hmm. not quite. um, I used to tell Terry, yeah, I started getting depressed when there were about half the college football games were gone. Mm. For about 15 years, something about something being over halfway over just bothered me. I don't get bothered by that anymore uh, because basketball is right Mm. behind it. And then baseball and my teams are doing well on all of those. So why would I be depressed? I mean, the most important thing in the world, which is college sports, is going well. And it just keeps going. I like that perspective, too, Trey. Now, July is a rough month for me, honestly, because there's like no sports other than golf in July. So, Mm, but I guess you can just look forward to when it does come. Well, at my age, Mary Langston, I don't even like buy green bananas because (laughs) I don't know how long I have. So, no, that's not true. I try to binge watch miniseries because I'm not sure I'll be around the next night to finish it. To which now I'm watching Poldark, and it's very good. So thank you for that recommendation. You are welcome. And I am watching all the light we cannot see. And I think you and Terry and Sharia concluded that it would be very hard on y'all's hearts mm, to watch you that. agree with that? I can tell you, having watched part of it and not having a heart, that yes, the three Aww. of you do not need to watch it. Okay, I guess we'll stick with the book. The book is sad enough. Yeah. Well, that's true. Well, we better get started with our questions, Trey. We have a couple this week. We'll end with a sports question and we'll start with the 2024 race. So let's start with Peggy in Tennessee. And she writes, Tim Scott leaving the 2024 race. You look stunned and we are too, she says. Oh, Peggy, from the great state of Tennessee, the volunteer state, you know, the I don't know if it's a bad part of being cynical or the good part of being cynical. I don't I don't know whether it's bad or good, but um, I'm always stunned when people do the right thing. I mean, I just I just assume they're not going to. My expectations are always really low. So it surprises me when people do the right thing. Like I'll give you a for instance, like when somebody drives back to a store and says, you gave me too much change back which I have seen my, I mean, I've done it too, but I've seen my father do it. I've seen my wife do it. Or you didn't charge me enough or something. She'll look at the receipt and she'll say, well, I got to run back up to the store because they didn't charge me enough, not to digress too much. But have you ever played Monopoly, Mary Langston? Mm-hmm, I have. So there's this card you can get. This says bank error in your favor, collect mm-hmm. $100 or something. I never understood that. I mean, if it's an error, why why would you benefit? Why don't you just like say the bank made a mistake? Here's your hundred dollars back. I've never understood that, but I digress. Um, 
was I stunned? Uh, not knowing him, I wasn't. Um, he ran as hard as he could possibly run. You know, we kind of all wonder what it's like to run for that office. And most of us will never do it. The closest we get is like watching others do it. In this case, watching someone that we know pretty well do it. Mm. Went to Iowa, New Hampshire. Every time I talked to him, which is almost on a daily basis, he sounded upbeat, but it has to be exhausting. So he did all of that. He raised plenty of money, which in and of itself is exhausting. You just got to go to all these events and raise money and had an awesome resume, uh, whether it's opportunity zones, whether it's working on tax legislation, whether it's trying to make our criminal justice system better. No drama with him, like no scandal, no drama. You don't have to worry about him calling somebody something. And at the end of all of that, that's just not what people want these days. So he could have kept spending money on something that was not ever going to happen. Um, he could have gone on like a self-adulation tour and said, well, I'm not going to win, but I got lots and lots and lots of money. So why don't I just continue to you know, engage in acts of narcissism and remain in the newspaper and try to get on debate stage? He's not into that. If you know him, that's the furthest thing from what he would do. Or he could do what he did, which is leave before Peggy, people like you and me wanted him to. So he's right. Not now does not mean not ever. He's young. He's healthy. And the way he went out with that, I mean, it also didn't change him. I, I've, I've had other friends that run for president, and I don't know that it, it did not change them at their core, but it changed how they acted. They became something they were not in an effort to gain votes. And I don't think he did. I think politics right now rewards one-liners. It rewards people that say bombastic things. If you've ever been around Tim Scott, you probably remember this, Mary Langston. We were on our first book tour, the one, the book we wrote together, mm -hmm. before he decided I can't write a book with somebody this cynical. I mean, I, he's an optimist. How in the world can he write a book with somebody this cynical? But we were on a book tour, and he was around me so much, he became sarcastic mm -hmm. for about an hour. Do you remember that? I do. It was so funny. We he were was at, shocked. Right. We were at lunch at a California Dreaming in Columbia, if my memory serves me correctly, and it usually does. And we're all at the table, and Tim said something that could have come out of, like, John Radcliffe's mouth or my mouth. It was so mm -hmm. sarcastic. Do you remember that? I do. And your jaw dropped because you don't did. like sarcasm. <laughs> and I looked at him admiringly. I mean, I looked at him with a heart full of love that finally, finally, evil has <laughs> triumphed over good, and you have become sarcastic. And it lasted for about... An hour. And he said, Trey, I can't do it anymore. I'm just I I'm, that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. But that's where we are. It's not who he is, but that's where we are. I mean, I don't think Ronald Reagan would be polling in double digits right now. I really do not. I mean, people are welcome to tell me I'm wrong. I don't. I don't think he would. So stunned. 
not stunned that he did what I think is the right thing. Am I stunned at where politics is right now? No. I mean, again, the benefit of being cynical. I will say this. Tim's right to not endorse, I believe. Um, He can change his mind if he wants to. And there's no reflection on any of the candidates left. I think he has a very good relationship with former President Trump. I think he has a very good relationship with Governor slash Ambassador Nikki Haley. She put him in the United States Senate, for which I know he is very, very grateful. President Trump signed the Opportunity Zones, which is a very important piece of legislation for Senator Scott. So it's got nothing to do with with any of that. I think he really believes this is a participatory democracy and you got to figure things out for yourself. And if if I don't know what issues are important to you, how in the world can I recommend a? It's like if I don't know what you like to eat, how can I recommend a restaurant? If I don't know what kind of movies you like, how can I recommend a movie? So tell me what you're looking for and maybe I can help you. So I think he was wise not to do that. And I know people say I have no interest in being the vice president. And most of them don't mean it, but he does. He has no interest in being the vice president. So I'm stunned that we're in a political environment where somebody with his skill set, character, resume can't be successful. That's what stuns me. Well, well said, Trey. And thank you, Peggy, for your question. We'll answer more of your questions when we come back. Our next question is from Christopher. He writes, how do we stop all the Hamas protests on college campuses? Christopher, this is what I would do. Stop donating money to any of those colleges, including their athletic programs. Stop sending our kids there. Stop hiring their graduates. And I know somebody out there is thinking, oh, that is so unfair. That is so mean. That is so unfair. Maybe. Maybe. But the question was, how do you stop protests on college campuses? If there is no consequence, then they're going to keep doing it. And somebody out there probably have you ever noticed, Mary Langston? I hear a lot of voices like often I say somebody out there is saying something. I don't know whether they are or not. Hmm. Maybe I'm hearing voices, but I don't think so. I think somebody out there is going to probably sit there saying, well, free speech. Yes. Yes. You have the right to say what you want to say, and I have the right to not shop at your store anymore. Mm-hmm. I have the right to not buy your blue jeans anymore. I have the right to not buy your ice cream anymore, Ben and Jerry. So, yeah, you have the right to say it. But that doesn't mean it's without consequence. The First Amendment applies to government. It doesn't apply, it doesn't apply to like private businesses, individuals who say, look, I mean, people do it all the time, Mary Linkson. Everybody in the country doesn't watch our show on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. They have the right to not meet. I've got the right to say what I want to say, and they got the right to not watch it. Mm-hmm. But I'm very grateful for those who do. So when I say stop hiring their graduates, you are, you're right. There are plenty of good kids at these schools that aren't out there doing it. But you want to get someone's attention. You got to get their attention. If you want to side with people who kill children and burn other people alive, then there has to be a consequence. And you got to hit them where they can feel it. And that's money and jobs. So you have these elite schools that love to tell people, you know, 98% of our graduates get jobs. So there is no consequence to this Hamas loving stuff that they do on campuses. You know, 
before I say a bad word, which I have promised my wife that I would do better on, and I have been doing better on, quite frankly. I've been doing, I don't verbalize them anymore. So I internalize them, but I don't verbalize them. Mm-hmm. So before I do verbalize it, I'm just going to say this. One of my, I was talking to one of my buddies yesterday who's in Congress, and he watched the unedited version of what happened to some Israelis. And he told me it is the worst thing he has ever seen. And then he said something that resonated with me. He's not a prosecutor. He said, I will never be able to get it out of my mind. Mm. I know exactly what he means by that. You cannot forget what you have seen. But most of us haven't seen it. And these little college kids running around. Well, not just college kids. I'm not going to pick on college kids. I and mean, we had a former president who's, you know, I mean, <laughs> there are complexities on both sides. I actually know there are not complexities on both sides. Whether or not people cut the heads off of children is not a complex analysis. Whoever cuts off children's heads is evil. Now, you're welcome to debate the history of Israel and you can go back however many thousands of years, or you can go back to the 40s, or you can go back to the 60s, or you can go wherever you want to go. But to somehow morally equate what you may believe to be trespass or adverse possession of land with burning people alive, raping women, taking hostages, and cutting the heads off of children, there's no comparison. So I'm sorry, President Obama and everybody else who conflates the two. But I digress. How do you stop a mosque protest on college campuses? Hit them where it hurts. Money to the colleges and quit hiring the graduates. Well, thank you so much, Trey, for answering that question. And thank you, Christopher, for it. Our last question is a sports question from Jerry in South Thank Carolina. So we'll end on a good note, hopefully. I can get my legendarily low blood pressure back down. Yeah, we can bring it back down, hopefully. Fingers crossed. His question. Yeah, you have a low, low blood pressure. Like barely above, going into shock. Yeah, it's pretty low. Oh, my goodness. Well, we need to keep it going. So we'll end with sports. And the question is, what predictions do you have for the college basketball season? Well, Jerry from the great state of South Carolina, um, I'm going to pick on some schools. Um, I very much like the coach at uh, at Clemson. Um, uh, the, I thought they should have made the NCAAs last year. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I pull for Clemson like I do South Carolina because I don't. But <laughs> he's a very well-coached team, and I enjoy watching him play. Um, now, Lamont Paris, South Carolina, he's starting his second season. He's got the South Carolina men's team looking very, very good. I don't know what that means in terms of wins and losses. I don't know what that means. But, you know, he he took over. It's always hard the first year. Those are not your kids. It's tough recruiting, transfer portal. Um, he did the best he could. He had big upset win on the road at Kentucky. Uh, I think he beat Clemson also uh, on a buzzer beater, if my memory serves me correctly. But they look really good this year. And when I say really good, they look really better. So I think if if, if South Carolina gives Lamont Paris time, I think he's going to do great things at University of South Carolina. Now, for someone who's already done great things at the University of South Carolina, uh, Dawn Staley, that 
I'm not going to jinx them. I'm not going to say they're better than the team that had Aaliyah Boston and Zaya Cook. I'm not going to say that. But they played two games, and they've been north of 100 points in both of them, and it was pretty effortless, and they can score. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can score the basketball. They have a freshman. I might not get her name 100% right. I think I will. Malaysia Fulwiley. That young woman is is worth the price of admission. And, you know, as of literally as of today, the number two ranked player in the entire country from South Carolina, Joyce Edwards, decided to go to the University of South Carolina. So uh, Dawn Staley's got something going there. Just like Kim Mulkey's got something going at LSU. LSU, they had a yeah, I say tough. But actually, you know what? Kim probably is happy that they lost to Colorado because it got their attention. You don't want your team thinking that you're as great as everybody says you are. Mm-hmm. Not this early. You don't want them thinking that. I'm, I'll bet you Kim is happy that they had a little humility so she can get them practice hard and pay more attention. I'll say this before we leave. I mean, I know this question was about basketball, but, you know, Jimbo Fisher – let go at A&M, $91 million payout, Mary Langston. Mm. $91 million. Can you imagine? You may have $91 million. I don't know. Is that what? No that's way. what they should give you for this podcast, but I don't know what they do give you. <laughs> no. That's what they should give you. That's a lot of money to not coach. It is. Zach Arnett, Mississippi State. I don't know him. I don't know Jimbo Fisher either. Zach Arnett, he didn't even get a year. They, they fired him less than a year into coaching at Mississippi State. So you're paying one guy $91 million not to coach. You're not even giving a guy at Mississippi State a year. The state of college sports, we're going to end on a high note. We're going to end on a high note. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson is already bowl eligible. South Carolina has to win uh, Kentucky at home and Clemson at home to become bowl eligible. But I will say this. We live in this fractured culture, a fractured political culture. You make the news by saying ugly things about one another, about calling one another names. We have two coaches, Shane Beamer and Dabo Sweeney, who do not do that. They mm-hmm. are they, Those two schools are rivals. You, I'll put it up there with Ohio State, Michigan, Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Oklahoma. You can put it up, Army, Navy, whatever rivalries you want to talk about. Pitt, West Virginia, Duke, Chapel Hill, Notre Dame, fill in the blank. Clemson, Carolina is a is a bitter, bitter rivalry. And those two guys are so gracious to one another and so complimentary of one another. You can you can do both. You can compete really, really hard and, and not be uh, – I can't use that word um, – what word can I use? Jerk. How about we use the word jerk mm-hmm. and not be a jerk? So I'm excited about the only depressing thing, Jerry, from South Carolina, and how you asked me about college basketball in South Carolina, and I'm now talking about a football team in Alabama. I don't know how I do that. <laughs> I need medicine is what I need, Jerry. I need to be medicated so I can stay on task. I am worried that Alabama – even though they had a loss, they had a loss at home to Texas. They look good right now, but we need some help to make it to the playoffs, to the final four. 
So right now, if I have to have something to be nervous about, I'm going to be nervous that um, South Carolina center uh, Cardozo, I need we need to keep her healthy, and I'm going to be nervous that Alabama's not going to make the playoffs. So those are my two things to be nervous about, Jerry. And um, thank you for asking me a sports question because, as you can tell, I know a lot more about that than I do any of the other stuff y'all ask me about. <laughs> Well, you know a lot about a lot of different things, and we're going to hope for the best for the ba- the basketball season, and that's all the questions we have for today. Well, thank you, Mary Langston, for so conscientiously keeping up with the questions and mm-hmm. uh, not reading the awful ones, and Lord only knows how many of those you get. Um, I mean, I get some of them at, like, at the airport. How can you be so dumb? No. No, I do get that one a lot, and I don't know how to answer it. <sighs> I can blame my teachers, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I just tell them I've worked really hard at it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we don't believe that they say that, but we do appreciate y'all sending us your questions, your thoughts, and we certainly hope that you'll keep sending them our way. Yes, we do, because without questions, there is no podcast, and if there's no right. podcast, then Mary Langston is not going to talk to me. So keep <laughs> Keep sending questions and have a great week before Thanksgiving. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. 